all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To your previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. And I am Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. So America already had a chronic loneliness problem before COVID-19, but now the battle to stop the spread of the disease has dramatically increased the feelings of loneliness in some. Social distancing, or as I prefer to call it, physically distancing, physical distancing, while it's very important in stopping the spread of the virus, has worsened the sense of isolation for so many. Today, we'll talk about ways to combat the loneliness and still stay safe. So good morning, Michelle. Michelle McAdoo is here with me today, and she's my producer, and we're going to be talking together about this topic. There's so much evidence out there that our mood is often related to our social interaction and the social support that we get from others. Actually, even health outcome, not just mental health, but overall health outcome is is pretty related to our feeling of social well-being. So uh, this is a topic that's really, really important. And, and honest individuals um, that I have known over the years to never have problems with anxiety or depression or other issues are starting to exhibit some because of all that we're having to deal with, not just the social isolation, but also the monetary issues, the job issues, the insecurity um, of housing and food and what's coming next. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about pulling yourself back into the moment, um, but sometimes the moment itself doesn't feel good. So today we're going to hopefully talk about some ways to make, um, if you try to sit in the here and now, making the here and now feel good and um we really do want our listening audience to join in we need to hear what you're struggling with and how um you're dealing with it if you are finding some mood issues that were never there before um we're happy to talk about those today so certainly give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Well, Dr. Butchers, um, I know yeah, um, your phone yeah. cut out a little bit, so I just want to give that number one more time. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And to piggyback up uh, off what you said, give us a call not just to talk about if you're lonely or feelings of loneliness. 
what you say can help so many others. Imagine if you called us and told us that you were feeling lonely, but this is what you did to bring yourself out of it. We love, I love the calls, and I'm sure you do as well, Dr. Butchers. When we get our callers to communicate with us how they overcame situations, because someone at home is listening to you and going through the same thing. So whatever you did to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make yourself feel better during this um, pandemic, give us a call and share those tips on how others can uh, deal with loneliness, being alone in solitude. Um, You know, alone and lonely are both adjectives. They're descriptive of something, but they have such different meaning. A person who is alone means that she's just by herself in solitude, right? And a person who is lonely um, means that he feels abandoned or sad due to isolation. It's a negative emotion. Alone is a state of being. Um, it's a situation. Lonely is a state of mind. It's more an emotional sense, if that makes sense. So, you know, I, as I was going through preparing for this show, I found that more than 35 million people in the U.S. live alone. Many who live alone are often able to feel connected and many times connected from their work exposure to others, from their social interaction with others, through church, through clubs, um, maybe um, even through just shopping. Um, so, If you typically have people around for the majority of your waking hours, even if you live alone, you often are not feeling lonely, right? So for those of you out there who do live alone um, and and don't feel lonely, um, that's great. Um, But I think now um, working in the home alone, staying safe at home, the connections are are not there unless you really work hard uh, to make them work, uh, to make those connections. And I'll tell you, one of my wonderful co-workers um, said to me the other day, um, she's a very up person. And always smiling, always happy. And she said, Dr. B, this is really hard. I'm a people person and working from home or coming into an empty office because others are working from home has been the most difficult thing I've ever done. I like people around and they're not around. And, you know, I thought a lot about that. Here's this person who I don't know if I've ever heard her say a down word. And and she did. And it was very clear that she was feeling lonely and not just alone. So I, I bet there are many, many people out there who are listening today who who feel the same way. We want to hear about what you're doing to help combat that feeling of loneliness. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is.
is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hey, welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and I'm here with my producer, Michelle McAdoo. We're talking about loneliness and being alone. And they're two different things. Um, being alone is more a physical state where lonely is an emotional state, I think, as everybody understands. And um, maybe we haven't experienced the real feeling of loneliness until recently um, with COVID-19 and some of the isolation that we've had to do to try to protect ourselves and protect others. Um, but during the break, Michelle and I were talking about um, another question that we want to put out. Do you do you feel lonely even though you're not alone? Um, if you're sheltering in place or staying safe at home, which is our new Mississippi term this week, um, if you're doing that, you have people around you, but do you still feel lonely? And if you do, I'm curious as to why you think that is happening. Are you now sheltering in place or safe at home or stuck at home with people that you've sort of lost as far as who they are because you all have been so busy? Curious about that. Um, Do you think that this new uh, state? Being at home more, where you don't have all the outside social interactions, do you think this has changed your outlook on what's important and what's not? Just wonder. Would like to hear from you about about that too. All right. Well, we have Michael. So, uh, yeah, we have Michael on the phone, all the way from Memphis. He has a question or a comment for you, Doctor Butchers. Oh, good. Right. Hi, Michael. Thanks for calling. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Tell us what your thoughts are about this alone and lonely thing is. Well, I have a wife who's retired, and she's been retired for about maybe a year now. Uh, at first, the retirement brought her, you know, watching television, being a catch potato. But she had social gatherings. She was able to get out and about. But since then, with COVID-19, those things are out. And I'm witnessing someone who's now alone. I work two jobs, so a lot of times I'm not there. What would be a suggestion for her? Well, first of all, um, don't call her a couch potato. So, so Michael, um, does your does your wife? First of all, I want to ask: Do you feel okay. like she's sad when you get home? Does she say, "I accomplished nothing. Um, this is terrible. I don't know what to do," or is she not expressing anything? She's just kind of um, without energy. Uh, to me, it seems as though she's just without energy. I don't think she's really saying, you know, I haven't done anything today. You know, you're doing things around the home. She's enjoying that because she didn't have time to do that before retirement. But now since then, I'm seeing just an adjustment there that uh, is possible that uh, could be uh, done that would be a benefit to her so she can enjoy retirement better. Yeah. 
So I was yeah. just wondering what could be said. And you're right. I shouldn't call it past potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael, turn your radio all the way down, if you will, while we're talking. Um, uh, it is. I appreciate you for for listening uh, to us. And so these are some great questions. And I do think a lot of people um, retire without a real plan of what they're going to do with their time because they think it's going to be so awesome to have all this additional time. And and now um, if if. If your wife was one of those individuals who retired um, and then COVID hit, then then um, all of a sudden those other things that she thought she might do are not available to her. But there are some things that maybe you could do to help her. Um, I don't know if she likes to read, but you might um, say, hey, I... I heard there's this really great book. You could pick her a book up uh, to read, order one on Amazon or whatever um, to to read. That would be one thing. You could um, suggest that y'all go for a walk together um, when you get home and see if you can get her interested in some physical activity because we know that's good for anybody, whether you um, have a weight problem or whether you don't. Physical exercise is good for everyone, and especially in a time like this. I think a lot of people misunderstood the sheltering in place meant staying inside, and it does not mean that. You can go outside. You can walk on the sidewalk. If you don't have a yard, you can do anything like that. Um, If there's any possibility of her getting into gardening, there are a lot of people who now have gotten into either flower or vegetable gardening, and our weather has been so beautiful for that. Um, those, Those are some other thoughts. And then, you know, what one thing that she could do if y'all have a list of friends who are are older individuals who might perhaps be lonely for real to to suggest maybe would you check on would you mind I haven't had time to call and check on blah you know your mother your daughter your and whoever that is, um, would you mind calling or or um, sending a text to so and so? So you know, giving her some ideas of other things that she could do, um, even that might help out others. Um, so I, I wonder, do you think any of that might be helpful to her? Yes, uh, I think. Uh, they- uh, asking her to call someone would be great. Mm-hmm. I, uh, a lot of times, because I'm so busy, you know, I forget about all of that. But I, I think that that would be uh, an opportunity there. Yeah. And then the other thing is if she's ever had any interest in drawing or writing or any of that kind of stuff to encourage her to or sewing knitting um yeah i i read that that um yarn sales have increased oh gosh by you know 200 percent or something like that because people are now getting into doing something like that that you can sort of self-teach 
you can order online and and do those kinds of things. So um, she may be feeling also, you know, somewhat lonely, Michael. And so it would be really good um, for you to sit down when you come home. You sound like you're working hard and working two jobs. But when you are home, to take time and just say something simple like, how are you doing? Tell me about your day. Um, and, you know, this can be a really great time to reconnect with somebody that you love but have sort of lost touch with um, because of the, the busy schedule we all have. I so I hope some of that helped. Yes, it did. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, I appreciate you calling. I'd love to hear from other callers um, with with a problem or maybe even a solution for Michael with a recently retired wife who may indeed need um, some suggestions. So give us a call and let us know what your thoughts are at 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Dr. Butchers, we do actually yes. have two more callers on the phone. We have Timothy from Louisiana and Eric from Liberty. You guys hold on. We're going to get to Timothy before we go to break. But I do. I love that last suggestion. I believe that we are connected mentally because I was just about to say <laughs> if <laughs> if Michael, when I understand, Michael, that you work and I'm feeling that as well with my daughter busy. I am at work. And when I come home, I do try to connect to her with her. If you and we talked about this on the relationship show. Remember, Dr. The butchers michael if you can come home i know you guys are older and the, the spark is not gone you can re like dr butcher said recreate the spark you can do an actual designated date night something special yeah. for her i know like you said michael saying in himself i'm not that person but you know what you could become you could that be. person you could be <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah bring home a little something special for her. you know pick up yeah. some flowers do something special make her feel wanted and loved and 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 i hate to say it, we're all adults make her feel sexy again you know it's it's okay you guys are married you can recreate that young spark that you guys had when you first got married this would be a great time to do that yeah i just to tag on to that i think one of the romantic things um that my husband does sometimes is he'll just cut a flower from outside and bring it in in a vase for me and that means a lot (laughs) it costs nothing but it was a gesture we're gonna go next to eric in liberty good morning eric morning ma'am thank you uh and uh hello dr bircher uh Mrs. McAdoo kind of like stole my thunder because uh, my my comment is about uh, this particular situation does not have to be necessarily negative because you can, um, you know, it can be an opportunity and, you know, we have, uh, we can reexamine our relationships, be it with a spouse, family, God, uh, whatever, sort of like uh, an autonomy. And we can really take time and discover who we are because most people don't really get into themselves. They just think about, you know, things around them and stuff. And so if we just really take the opportunity instead of thinking that we're lonely, you know, it's a solitude thing, we could just look at it uh, as an opportunity to explore and do something positive and stuff and 
And, uh, I mean, that could be – I'm sure that we could all improve on our relationships, especially if you got a significant other spouse or mm-hmm. and, uh, your work or whatever, your creativity and stuff like that. And that's what I kind of wanted to interject into the conversation. I'll hang up and listen. Eric, those were great words. And I think you added on to what Michelle and I were were talking about is that, yeah, this is a, this is a really good time to explore uh, your relationship with with someone special who perhaps you, you you need to add more to it. Um, or maybe it's a time to think about how you, not in a destructive way, but think about ways that perhaps you can improve what you're doing. And like you said, it might just be your relation to God if you're a religious person through um, better prayer or a relationship with somebody else through reaching out and and virtually touching that individual in a in a way that you haven't before to to really connect with them and let them know that you care and sometimes just rehearsing through that's a good way to do it in your mind i know when i when i really want to talk to somebody about something that i feel deeply about what i try to do is make myself step through it uh, mentally before i I actually do it. So great time to introspect and think through. So we're talking about alone and hopefully not lonely ways to improve it. If you are feeling lonely, what you've done to improve it as you've moved along. Um, We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, I know we have some callers waiting and we'll get back to you. And we'll keep going with recommendations on what to do with this difficult time. Give us a call. You can join in one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. This is relatively speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Well, welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with Michelle McAdoo, and we are talking about alone, but hopefully not lonely during this COVID-19 stay-at-home safe period, trying to keep ourselves safe, but keep ourselves happy, because feeling lonely is not a happy state of mind. So we're, we're going to go back to the phones. We have a couple of callers waiting. So we first have Belle in Yazoo County. Hi, Belle. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thank you for this uh, positive program. I'm an octogenarian, and I feel very blessed in that I have a neighbor that gives me rides about twice a day, and we drink our take out coffee uh, on the parking lot and uh, um, also 
uh, people in my church are real good about calling each other while we're shut in. But um, also, I wanted to make a comment, and I don't mean this as being prejudicial against anybody, but um, I want to say thanks to all the health care workers. And for you lady doctors, uh, I am just amazed <laughs> at what you do because I realize that a lot of you are are working um, mamas and wives and doctors and at work, you have that stress of being kind. You've got to balance being kind, professional, and and uh, objective. And uh, I have a female doctor friend, and uh, I used to just she. I would see her as a wife and mama after commuting from a long way from another city. And uh, this is not to put down male doctors. Uh, my dad and uncle were small-town GPs who did a lot of OB cases and had babies named after them in, up until the 50s. <laughs> but anyway, uh-huh. um, I, I mean, this applies to all working women. And uh, But we're really thinking about all the health care workers now. And I thank you again for taking my call in this very positive show. I enjoy listening to you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Belle. Thanks so much for calling in. And first of all, I just want to say you have such an incredibly young voice. You do not sound like an octogenarian um, by any means. But I want to point out a couple of things that I hope the listeners, um, as Belle was talking, heard. One, um, she noted that she had a friend who was reaching out and taking her for a ride and they were picking up a cup of coffee. And you know what? You can do that and still stay safe. I think that's um, a wonderful thing. She also noted that they are all calling each other and checking on each other. Uh, a wonderful thing. And I really do appreciate your your kind words about um, the the women um, in the the healthcare arena who are working right now and trying to keep their families together. And you know, we've talked about I'm um, I have grown children, um, so I, I don't have children at home. So when I'm working, I can and work and come home and rest. But there are many people out there who cannot do that. And so, um, yeah, hats off to everyone. And Belle, thanks for noticing. Everybody loves to hear those positive words. Um, Let's see, Michelle, who do we have next? We have Diane from Batesville. Good morning, Diane. How are you ladies doing this morning? Doing great. Thanks for calling. Tell us what your thoughts are. Thank you for taking my call. I was just calling in reference to, you know, a lot of people are at home now. And I think that what they should do is they should read their Bible first thing in the morning. Once you read your Bible the first thing in the morning, you start to have a great day. I've been doing it for some time now. And also, I have a small text group, um, 10 on the group. And that 10-person people take and send another 10 people. And we're sending out scriptures every morning. And also, there's other ideas that some of the ladies may want to try. Uh, painting flower vases, take up a little hobby or something, something that you never thought. They have great ideas on the computer, and they can learn from that. 
But the most important thing is, like I say, you know, we really need to connect with God even more because I was very surprised of all the shows that I listened to. I have not heard anyone, like, do a prayer at noonday or on their show or anything. I mean, I think that would be a great idea because right now we need God more than ever. Well, Diane, lots of good suggestions there um, uh, that you're making. And I, I think just reaching out to others with the positive um, prayer or positive words, um, if you're not a religious person, uh, whatever you can do can make a huge difference. And then I'll, I love your idea about painting faces. Um, who, whoever thought that you would have time to stop and try something like that and uh, there's so many incredible ideas um, on Pinterest and other sites such as that that you can get ideas and um, some of them work some of them don't but it's worth a try Um, but the to allow yourself to be creative is a, a great idea but again the reaching out to others is how we can be alone in our home but not not be lonely so i believe thank you diane um i want to stay on the phones i'm excited that everybody has ideas to share um i believe we have mike in louisiana next is that correct michelle actually no we lost mike mike if you're listening please give us a call back and uh we'll get you on the air with your question or comment and again we love the questions and comments we're getting today great tips on what you're doing to keep yourself occupied i do too i'm i'm very excited so i'm going to give the number out one more time. We've got plenty of time for callers at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email at um, mpbonline.org. Uh, right. Well, I want to um, talk a little bit, just for a few minutes, about uh, the former. Surgeon General um, Vivek Murthy, who um, who knows about loneliness, he says, and he wrote a book about loneliness. Um, he he said that he saw it in patients a lot. He's a physician, of course, and um, he went around the U.S. This is prior to COVID nineteen, and interviewed Americans and about whether or not they lived alone, whether they felt lonely, um, what was going on in their life. And um, he found that 20% of Americans, 20% reported that they often or always feel lonely. That that didn't even count the people who said they felt lonely. Um, And, you know, what happens when you feel lonely is that it increases your negative uh, self-worth. It it decreases um, your um, happiness. And when you're not happy, um, typically your blood pressure, your heart rate, those endorphins, those happy enzymes drop, and it's just bad in general for your health. So making sure that we don't allow ourselves to socially isolate as we are physically isolating is really, really important. 
he makes um, the recommendation that that we really do work on small um, day-to-day interactions in life. It doesn't have to be anything big. It can be something quite small um, and and short. So um, I think that his point is um, you can um, go buy a drive-through and buy a cup of coffee and speak to somebody in a nice tone and um, smile and interact. And that can be one of those small interactions that can be uplifting to that other person, too, as you smile and thank them for for what they're doing. Um, One of my close friends commented the other day that he had waved to talked to and seen more neighbors than he ever had since all this started um, as he was walking around the neighborhood or out in the yard that people were out in their yards smiling friendly talking exchanging and taking the time to ask how the other was and he said I sure hope this doesn't go away how sad would it be if we lose this? Because this, to me, has been a very positive thing, and to him, and I bet to many others as we move along. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with Michelle McAdoo. Today we're talking about how to be alone but not lonely, how to make sure that we don't allow others to feel lonely during this COVID-19 time. So uh, we want to stay on the phones. We're going to go right on back to them with Joanna in Biloxi. Hi, Joanna. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks for calling. Well, thank you. Tell us what your thoughts are today. My thoughts are, you know, during quarantine, you're alone, you're cleaning out closets, doing whatever you can do to keep busy. And I came across a box of old letters, and it gave me the idea, now's the perfect time to write a letter. When did we last receive a letter in the mail? Not very recently with uh, today's modern Mm -hmm. technology. And it really does give you an opportunity to put your thoughts down, let someone know how much you love them, uh, recall memories with them. And uh, it seems to be very effective. I get phone calls after people receive um, a long letter from me. So that's what I've been doing. Oh, that is so special. Um, Are you, I have a question, Joanna. You know, I think so many people have lost the art of letter writing. 
And um, like you said, when was the last time um, that you received a letter, not an email, not a text, but a real letter in what we now call snail mail, because everybody's so used to um, those, those quick and rapid, but maybe not always so very thoughtful. When you don't you think, Joanna, that when you are writing something um, with a pen in hand, that you tend to be more thoughtful than if you're typing off a quick email? Well, of course, and um, mm-hmm. we're not used to doing that now with with like you said, emails and text. So I had to go back to you know remembering my senior English class on sentence structuring a lot of times. It is uh, refreshing. It's it's um it is a it's a slower way, but it's a way you can really methodically think and um, express feelings toward others. And um, it's special when you have that letter in your hand. Looking back at the old letters I have of people that are now deceased it's just such a treasure mm-hmm. to hold that and see their mm-hmm. handwriting and to be able to remember those those days with them. Yeah. So I, I just find it a very personal way to touch someone else. I think that is a wonderful suggestion. And I'll, I'll tell you that um, one of the Surgeon General's recommendations and many others is to spend some time each day talking with or writing to someone that you care about, a loved one. Um, And it doesn't have to be mushy. It can just be a nice letter. But um, I know I will, from personal experience, I occasionally do receive a letter from a couple of people who are special in my life who have always been good letter writers. And I always feel, feel so special that they took the time to sit down, write the letter, put it in an envelope, address it, put a stamp on it, and get it in the mail. I mean, you know, it takes just tiny things um, to do something like that. And yeah, it cost a few pennies to mail it, but but it is one of those things that can make a profound difference. And um, Joanna said that that often people will call. So that, to me, um, means that it really meant something special to them to receive it, uh, to acknowledge that they got it and it meant something. So very excellent um, suggestion. So I want to tag on to that and give um, our listeners a couple of other ideas that that writing, um, obviously, social media, if you're not a writer, is, is fine, but to, to make sure that you're doing something like that. The other thing that one of our earlier callers mentioned, and I want to reiterate it, is to find ways to serve others. So many times when we are alone and maybe feeling lonely, we sort of focus in on ourselves and those negative emotional feelings and why hasn't anybody called me or or why hasn't anyone done anything for me instead of allowing yourself to do that make yourself face outwards and find some ways to serve others Um, be that neighbor who 
goes and picks up a cup of coffee or a meal um, for another neighbor that you know may not be able to do that. Drop it off. You don't have to um, worry about um, exposing them to anything. You can uh, take it in a bag, drop it off, um, then text them or call them and let them know that you've done that. You can just call and say, I'm just checking to make sure that you're um, okay. Um, I, I think that kind of small thing can can make a huge difference. Um, you could um, paint one of those vases for someone. Um, you know, I know, I don't know about our listeners out there, but I know that when I receive something that's handmade, whether it's a true piece of art or whether it's just something cute, I always feel honored that someone took the time in a thoughtful manner and did something for me. And so you could do that for several people in your neighborhood, and it could it could be something as simple as digging up a little plant out of your yard to share in a pot that you tied a bow around, or it could be a picture that you painted and took hours to do. It could be simple or it could be um, big, but that is one of those ways that you can feel like you're making a difference, even if you don't have the ability to go out and uh, make a difference. So even if you're alone, Please don't feel lonely. If you feel lonely, though, reach out. Call somebody. Let them know. It's okay. I'm feeling lonely. I needed to talk to someone. Do you have a few minutes to talk? That's all you need to do. So thanks, everybody. I, just as always, our callers are such a huge part of the show. I appreciate every single one of you and all of our listeners. And a special thanks to Michelle McAdoo, who was the engineer of the call screener. Miss everybody. Um, I always appreciate you. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio. <laughs>